Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome back to the Keith Checkers podcast. Um, I am your host. My name's Hannah Norris. I'm here with my husband and co-host, Carl, Carl Donnelly. Donnelly. Oh, just, what? <laughs> You're not allowed to say my name. Just, just, when did that rule come well, in? We're getting so close to the end. I'm just getting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're here at uh, week 37 of my pregnancy. Yes. This is a podcast about pregnancy. We have been recording this since week six. So this is our 32nd episode. Oh my God. It's months, months of recordings. Yes, weekly recordings, yeah. charting your pregnancy. Yeah, and talking to people and finding out about pregnancy and babies. And we're, we're, we're nearly here. We're, yes. nearly, we're nearly about to be joined by a new human. Technically, you're, it's at any time. In the window, yeah. So this is something we've learned. When it's between 37 and 42 weeks, that is when the baby can come. Yes. Without it being premature or, or late. Or Although, viable or something. Yeah. That's what they tend to, to use in books, which I find quite, yeah, it's not a nice phrase. No. But yeah, you're in the actual birth window now. Yeah. Um, which it seems like this, you know, the science of how long a baby's supposed to cook for. Is, yes, is not really um, that scientific. It's not a definite science. No, <laughs> no. it's very uh, yeah. There's 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 wiggle room. Yeah, five weeks of it. Yes, but she's not here yet. We are in week thirty-seven. Supposedly, she's the size of a what fruit? Um. I mean, it's stupid. There's no. She's is it bigger. more than one thing now? No. It's still one thing. Is it some sort of melon? Yeah. What was it? Honeydew melon. Honey, yeah, no, that's, that's smaller than some of the other ones. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make any sense. But pineapple was ages ago. Yeah. And a I butternut would... squash was ages ago. Yeah. And yeah, honeydew melon's not. It's not even the big melon. Like watermelon. Surely yeah. watermelons. Maybe that's coming up. It's going to be the final day. Just Yeah, because that's, that's. Doesn't that think like it's watermelon out the size of something of a lemon? I always remember that there was something that people said when you were younger about what giving birth was like. It's like squeezing something the size of a watermelon. Out of a, yes. Out of an egg. <laughs> yeah, that old phrase. <laughs> that classic, yeah. that classic hook. Um, I don't know if you can hear, listeners, my voice sounds really different to me at the moment. I think there's something with the way that my insides are. That's Maybe... Like, would it be a diaphragm? It might be my diaphragm. Maybe yeah. things are moving down. Maybe, like the kind of the depth of my voice, I feel quite um, constricted. Right. Which is not just today. I've noticed it for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's quite. It feels weird to not be able to speak properly. Yeah. 
But that's that's one thing that's going on in my body. Uh, right. <laughs> you've not said that for ages. The worst phrase. I've been really good at not talking directly about my body. <laughs> Even though this has all been happening in my body. I know it has, but yeah. It's just the phrasing is slightly, um, what's the word? Yucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we are... We are in the birth window and there's, I've definitely got that sense of, um, she's getting ready. Yeah. And I think we're, we're quite ready now. I think so. I think, yeah, this last few weeks, it feels like the final bits of just house admin. Yeah. A few bits we had to order, you know, and there's little silly bits we could have waited for, but you know, we just now, even them, the, the little bits that we might forget we've ordered. Yeah. You know, we've got the, um, the radar gun for... Oh yeah, one of the one of the things we just have done this week is try to put together a little first aid kit because that's something that's recommended. Yeah, and all the, a lot of books say that little you know you've got your hospital bag. Yeah. Um, but you also and in your hospital bag you've got sort of brand new baby clothes for getting them home, and at home you should have this many sleep suits, whatever, and all that. But yeah, but we'd noticed that it said you should have a little just first aid style thing. Not for any emergencies, just for just in case you want to check something like a temperature. And yeah, that. and so with the the temperature thing with thermometers, <laughs> a book that I've been reading, I think it was this one. No, it was I've read two books recently, both the ones that Viv Groskop recommended yes. to us. Um, and in Making Babies, there's I think it was Making Babies. There's a bit where with a normal thermometer, she puts it up her son's bum and it just like the poo explosion comes out oh god because that's a way that you would have taken temperature when back in the when before (laughs) 10 years ago i don't know know, 20 years ago i remember as a kid i used to get my temperature taken under my armpit do you remember having your temperature taken no i just remember under the tongue it's the yeah. only one I can physically remember. I used to have armpit as a kid. Yeah, but I think as a well. baby, up the bum. Oh, my word. Um, so I'd seen a recommendation that having one of the kind of doctor in-ear yes. temperature gun things is a good one. Yeah. So I'd been looking online for those, but they're all sold out, probably because of COVID-19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That everyone wants to take temperatures. Definitely. Um, but they do have these like... Gun. Oh, sorry, that's my microphone. I was just moving my fan <laughs> up on my microphone. Sorry. They do have these gun ones that are infrared um, that you shoot at, the, at, at your head. At <laughs> 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 Which we purchased. We got a yeah infrared and we unboxed thermometer. it and shot it at each other's heads a few times. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and it seems to work. Yeah, fine. and there's a little noise. It kind of goes beep beep beep, but we've worked out how to turn that off. Yes. And the idea with that as well is that it's even less intrusive than going yeah. in the baby's ear. Because you can basically just shoot at their head while they're sleeping. Exactly. <laughs> just. I don't know if there's... It doesn't recommend like limiting it. I don't know. It can't do anything no. bad. No. It's not like, please don't shoot them in the head more than 10 times yeah. a day. Sort of. <laughs> um, and then these, are, these are the kind of ones that I think they're using at airports and things yeah. like that. Yeah, they're basically it's a heat sensor type yeah. thing. And it was it's pricey, yeah. You know, so it's definitely it was one of the probably one of the few things we overspent on. It's cost more than probably just about everything else. It cost more than our pram and Moses basket put together because we got cool secondhand vintage ones. Yeah, but um, yeah, it felt like you know we've saved so much money on other things. We've been given loads by friends. It felt like when we when we were doing that final order the other day. Yeah, it was one of them ones we sort of went. Oh, we've saved so much. 
yeah, let's just splurge on this just so we got it. And it, but you were you weren't quite sure of it at first. But when you saw that you could shoot it at food, then you were like, yes. Yeah, I mean, once I saw that he's got other options. <laughs> Once you saw you could take temperature of other things, yeah, as I'm, well yeah. as just a baby. Yeah, I mean, so I'd like to know I'm getting my money's worth. Yeah. You wanted a gun thermometer. Yes. So the other things we got in our first aid kit, we bought a bottle of Calpol. Yes. Which is kind of it's um the UK's parasy- child paracetamol really. Yeah. It is so delicious. I remember liking as a the kid, orange flavour. I loved the cherry one. Right. I got yeah I've got busted trying to get into medicine cabinets and <laughs> have a little taste of that you know they're, they're not supposed to have that till they're two months old yeah, yeah, yeah um but we got it ready for that saline spray yes just you sh- what's that you just put it up their nose if their nose is blocked i think so because Although, there's that what are you about to say about the sucking the snot out of their nose yeah. with your mouth weirdly that as we've discussed as, as we've I've, that is not something that I know I'd be able to do that. I'll, I'm happy okay, to fine. now commit okay. on air that I will suck the snot out of our child's <laughs> nose with my mouth, yeah, if needs be. Okay, good. But the payoff for that is you have to touch more poo. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's okay. <laughs> okay, cool. that's okay as well. Yeah, we. Yeah. I can do. I can do all the we under the sun. Poo is going to take me a good few days. I reckon of mm-hmm. uh, adjustment. Yeah, but I'm com- I'm happy to do that as well. I'm almost, you know, I'm weirdly like, as the pregnancy's gone on, I've definitely gone like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get poo on me. It's fine, yeah. you know. And I've sort of understood. I've come around to it. It's fine, but I do still think it's good. That first time a bit of poo touches my hand, just do be prepared <laughs> for me to do a run around the house. Yeah, screaming. I will. <laughs> I still, I keep thinking about talking to Josh last week when he said. <laughs> When he's talking about in the birth and the poo comes out and you just have to just scoop it up with a t- tissue and lock it away in the dark place in your <laughs> imagination. Yeah. That's that's my poo. That's Yeah, I know. I mean that's and I'm I'm that's <laughs> gonna be fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it regardless and I will just cope. Yeah. And okay. then I will, you know, one day I'll <laughs> Go and do ayahuasca and I'll just cry in the woods for one night and it'll all be out. All right. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> the saline spray. Um, we got the nail file. Uh, the quietest electric nail file. So I just had like some baby scissors on this list and Carl was like, Ooh. Well, I'd, I'd read that actually, I'd read uh, quite a lot of parents struggle with baby scissors with babies because it can feel quite like even the click like it's it can feel quite in what's the word invasive to babies so yeah. some of them really fight against it and it can be quite traumatic to some of them and then i just saw a few people recommending get a little baby nail file and i did a little bit of googling there's ones that said that are so quiet that it's just like this little and just you can just do it without and the babies don't mind yeah so i just that was another one i thought all right let's just so it's only like 20 quid. Yeah. So it's not like... It's still like, expensive for a nail file. It is, but <laughs> it's so quiet. Yeah. Like I could file I could file her nails when you're asleep. Yeah. You won't even wake up. <laughs> Just think it's a little mosquito. <laughs> something, something flying around. Yeah. Um, I was... I saw Felicity Ward say the other day that she's just nail filing all the time. Yeah. So I guess it's something that's going to be happening. Or just let her nails grow, really. No, it's dangerous. They'll scratch themselves. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's why you have to take but, care I mean, of them. But, I mean, you can file them nice and smooth, mm. but do you have to file them right down? I don't know. 
don't know what the rules are. Yes, we'll see how much she scratches herself. Yes. I cut my nails this week. I had nail polish on, but and then um, a couple of days ago, I was like, I better take that off because I don't want nail polish remover smell in the yeah. <clears throat> when she's very little. And also, I thought of those first photos holding a baby with like crusty half yeah, red nail yeah. polish, uh, yeah, <laughs> which is quite, that. which is a look that I often go for, and I'm not worried about particularly. I filed my nails, and that's a that's quite an achievement as well. <laughs> oh, so the other day, I got Carl to brush my hair. Oh uh, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> very good at it. This is the thing I suddenly realised that, um, you know, having a daughter, but that's something you've probably not done before. Had to not do a girl's hair remember, or no. brush hair and brush knots out of hair and that kind of thing so we just sat down the other morning because my hair was quite knotty and I got Carl to brush it yeah and then it, it looked really nice it didn't looked it? lovely but I did yeah I definitely was not the I tried you know it's just hard it's hard your hair is very long and you know there's a few times when I got near the roots it got quite um painful but yeah I was teaching you how to how to kind of do it because yes. a friend of mine a while ago um he's got two daughters and I saw that he'd secretly bought one of those heads that has like a mannequin's head kind yeah, of thing yeah. with hair on it um his daughters are maybe you know nine and four or something like that so he could practice plaiting the hair yeah, and yeah. he could practice and then surprise them with being able to do their hair yeah i think that's a nice thing for that a, is a nice thing to do. dad to be able to do but you can practice on me oh, thank you but but i might not want you to do that later <laughs> 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 but i did the other day i thought getting getting my hair brushed would be you know a thing yeah. we've done other little bits of practice as well oh yeah that's this is um the fun weeks practice <laughs> yeah i say fun it was actually yeah it was definitely it was an interesting experiment yeah so carl um obviously with the edinburgh fringe being cancelled this year as well as all of comedy and live performance and life sort of um <clears throat> the show that he was supposed to be doing for the edinburgh fringe isn't happening yes. but he did a photo shoot in february yeah yeah and in that photo shoot i bought a doll to kind of stand in for our actual baby yes it was gonna be a funny little you know we were gonna in my edinburgh photos i was gonna have my head transposed what's that yeah. word onto the babies and then so it, it'd be like a little version of me representing our child so we've had this doll since February that has just sits there. It's got a little moustache drawn on it, and it's quite a funny little thing that we've used to test out the Moses basket and the prams. Yeah, car seats. Tried putting the um, wrap on ourselves. Yeah. So it's be it's ended up coming up really handy. Yeah, I th- I'm sure you wanted to put it in the bin. I think a few I did, and then yeah, ended up sort of staying. And actually, weirdly, I would now say get a doll. Well, yeah, it sounds mental, but as a little tip for soon-to-be first-time parents, I think we've got so much use out of it yeah it cost me 10 pound in argos yeah and you know once them photos became them photos will get used again i'm sure for the show but i yeah it that, that doll has got so much more use yeah than i ever expected it to just have. that thing of yeah because with the car seat we try and just tried to how do you put the exactly get harness the on it yeah and, and not you know you want to test how quick they tighten you don't want to tighten them too sharply onto the baby so yeah just having a little practice run on a doll yeah, and I still haven't. I've tried that putting the wrap on. I can do that. We've got one of those long wraps that you kind of wrap around and cross over the front and cross yeah, over the back. Yeah. And I've watched a few videos of doing that. And I can get it on me. And then when I have to put the leg in, <laughs> I just can't work out how it goes. It, yeah. 
I'm sure. But that's I think that's a that's my visual thing. I can't I can't play pool. I'm not very good at reversing cars. Yes. Unless I get shown how to do it, then I then I can do it. Well, but if yeah. I have to, there's something to, in my do, brain that I'll goes. I'll try and learn it again because I watched the video and did it. Yeah, straight relatively away. easy. Yeah. Yes. But this week we practiced co-sleeping. Yes. Because um, <laughs> I'd finished reading that book, Three in a Bed, and Carl's just finished I've it. I finished as well. it. Yeah, I'm now on to the discontented baby. Mm. Um, and I spoke to my parents earlier in the week, and they said that I slept in the bed with them. A bit, which I didn't know Yeah. before that. Um, my dad said that he'd watched some video by Dr. Hugh Jolly, who's mentioned in Three in a Bed a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, was kind of a sleep baby guy back in the <laughs> 70s, yeah. 60s, it, back in the day. Um, and they talked about co-sleeping and he'd, he, so he'd watched a video in 1979 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a time-lapse thing and made them go, oh, yeah, that's like, we could try that. Mm. So, um, yeah, I didn't know that that was part of my life story. Um, so we we thought we'd try just putting the doll in the bed with us and see if yeah. we suffocated or... So, yeah, we had two nights. We had one night where the baby went in the middle of us. Yeah. And um, it was fine. Yeah. None of us... Neither of us lay on the baby. No, I felt like I slept quite very lightly. I definitely slept lightly. I, I, a few times I woke up and I think I woke up because I almost leant on the doll. Yeah. Like I, think I felt my elbow like lean a little bit, maybe towards and I just I instantly woke up. Yeah. So there is, and that was just a doll. So I'm sure there is some instinct if there's a little person in the bed with you that you're going to yeah. rouse if anything happens. and the, But a lot of the suggestions are that your baby shouldn't go in between no, you yeah, yeah. because it's because there is more likelihood that someone might roll over. Yeah, I suppose it gives a double, slight, you know, the, the small risk of somebody laying on top of the baby, which obviously actually having read that book and reading The Discontented Baby and even reading, I just started skimming through that Alicia Silverstone one you have, which is The Kind Mama, mm -hmm. which has all the language that, Makes me sort of go, ooh, yeah, it's all mamas and yeah. babas and papas and all this. Um, but even in, like, a lot of that covers a fair bit of co sleeping. Yeah. You know, the stats on overlaying are pretty, pretty low. Yeah. And large majority it's due to alcohol, drugs, you know, the things that would make you not sleep lightly. Uh, but. Yeah, even then, obviously, there is still a minor risk and it's less of a risk if it's the baby's on one side rather than in the yeah. middle. Yeah, and that you're not supposed to put the covers over them. So that was something we were, before we got into the bed, going, how does this work if they're they're in the middle? Yeah. But it was okay. It was fine. Yeah. It was quite. It was a warm night, so we were lucky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just had the duvet down. But yeah, that was a successful experiment. But then um, me, the mum, was too tired the next <laughs> night to try it again. <laughs> I just wanted to have a normal good night's sleep, so... Carl had the, the doll on I his side the of the I bed. took the baby for the night yeah. over my side. <laughs> Onto the edge. Yeah, so yeah. So basically I just slept facing out. out just and this idea you kind of sleep in the recovery position. Yeah, so I slept on sort of my side but slightly tilted over. Yeah. And the baby in just under, yeah, just left of me. Yeah. On her, on the back. It's supposed to be at like breast, nipple. It is, yeah. <laughs> Boob. <laughs> <laughs> boob feeding height <laughs> yeah so basically i slept in that position with the baby yeah. for a night and um and it was fine yeah it was in no way more 
you know, again, I definitely slept lighter than normal, and I woke up a bit more, and but I, I went back to sleep every time, and I think it was a really good experiment. I really learned a lot from it that yeah. it's not having a baby in the bed with you. Obviously, a real baby is totally different. I'm not saying yeah. that this is the perfect test, but um, it's still just having that there definitely taught me how aware you are when you're asleep. Yeah, that I didn't realize. Yes, I was worried. Um because we have a double bed we don't it's not queen or king or anything no, it's no, quite no, a, no. it's not a big bed it's a compact yeah bed. so just thinking how can three fit in there but it seems seems like yes i think it's possible so i think tonight i will um give up my sleep <laughs> you'll take the baby <laughs> yeah and i'll try it out on my side and see how we go um, and you have photographic evidence as well of my sleeping with the so little doll. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you woke up in the morning, <laughs> it looked so cute. I got up to go to the toilet, and Carl just was there with the doll with the moustache on it, all like <laughs> cradled <laughs> in his arms. So yeah, yeah, I got a photo of that. Listen. Um, we'll be selling them for twenty pounds. <laughs> you can put them in your nursery. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be for the next season of the podcast yeah which is what, what could that be called if, if we ever do another one after yeah. the baby comes along it'd be early childhood podcast yeah we'll think of a good we've got to get some oh, no. rhyming slang let's for not that. commit to it though because you know we're going to be knackered and yeah. it's going to be hard work yeah. So let's not act like we're just going to suddenly be like, hey, let's do a podcast. Um, everyone just um, look, search for it, subscribe, <laughs> <laughs> like us online. <laughs> um, so with nursery as well, we like, I mean, we don't have a nursery. At the, at the end of our room, there's a the Moses basket right yeah. now. There's kind of a spot. There. Yes. Um, and there's been a couple of bits of, well, there's, a, there's a, some fairy lights and there's like a star fairy light. Yeah that I'd wanted to put up and have just been sitting on the floor, but we put them up yesterday. And it looks really nice. It looks like such a nice place to It does, it looks lovely. So that that feels kind of ready as well. Yeah. I think, you know, we've got options. The Moses Baskets fits comfortably by the bed. Yeah. So, you know, we've got options of in the bed, right next to the bed in the Moses Basket. Yeah. End of the bed, if needs be. Yeah. And it's... Because we, we've kind of been reading and sharing books this whole time and talking about things throughout the whole, you know, on this podcast and just to each other when we're not recording ourselves. Um, <laughs> we, like, got this thing that we really do feel like we're on the same page with yeah. stuff and have covered a whole load of topics, um, which was interesting because you spoke to a friend this week who feels like yeah. he's, he's, quite, he's quite a new dad. And he's in a yeah, little bit di- different situation. Def- yeah, uh, him and his partner are definitely in, um, currently in the very, you know, what is their, their baby must only be f- like a month or two months old or something. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they both have a differing opinion on these early stages because the baby's quite um, unsettled at night and not sleeping well. And, you know, they're both in that um sort of one's sort of more leaning towards the natural you know it's fine it's just it's a baby it's still still learning how to be in the in the real Alive. world <laughs> yeah so you know we just gotta just get up when it cries or you know feed it keep it with us in a sling i just keep, try and keep it as calm as possible whereas the other one is much more like we need to start trying to get it into a sleeping pattern so yeah in that, that's something i th- i think we're not hopefully gonna fall into yeah 
mean, we might, you know, we, I think we're still, there'll be, there'll be people, there'll be parents who listen to this and still going, yeah. you guys. <laughs> you don't know what <laughs> yeah. you got in store. <laughs> a couple of idiots. You put a doll in the bed and no, you, no. you but, talk but, to but each I, other. But I think there's, you know, I still absolutely don't think we're, we're prepared. No. You know, what I mean is we are, we're as prepared as you can be, but with the understanding that you can never fully be prepared for what it's like to have a baby. Yeah. But I just think our history of being together yeah. in everything we've encountered, we've, we are always on the same page. So I think it will be hard and we might both have to change our tact you know, into what we're doing. Yeah. But I can't foresee a time where we are having to change tact because one person's very different to the other one. Yeah. I think we'll be changing tact together. Yeah, 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 I agree. Not to, and that doesn't, I don't mean that in an arrogant, like, we're just so the same, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, yeah, we found it, we, you know, we're passing books back and forth and like, you know, when I finished Free in a Bed, I said to you, right, and we had a little sort yeah. of brief, debrief of like, this is how I feel having read that book. And it, we we've, we only had to chat for about five minutes to realise we were both totally in agreement on yeah. the plan when it comes to sleeping were there some bits that you wanted that you had oh there's loads i just noted you know i stick my little stickers in books to just for bits that jump out but it's weird one of the bits i think was the bit that really i think is a good thing to hammer home to people when they talk about baby sleeping and i think i sort of paraphrased it when we were chatting to josh last week and it was just about that thing of learning to get out of your mind uh to think of babies sleeping as a totally different thing to adults sleeping yeah you know like just talking about this thing here it was what is it like talking about just talking about when you actually look at the national health uh, statistics of adult sleeping is one of the biggest complaints that people go to their gp about yeah right you know so the fact that when we sort, sort of obsess about baby sleeping patterns and having to get them into a routine and all that it's it's almost arrogant to do that knowing that pretty much it's it, out of your circle of friends and that or family there are so many adults who don't have a sleeping pattern yeah so we're just it, we're kidding ourselves if we think we can just create a sleeping pattern for a baby yeah when we can't create it for adults so i think that's really like you were saying people who have to listen to the radio to get asleep to or yeah put, always have a youtube on or there's like, like most music. people need distractions to get to sleep so it's totally understandable that a baby will also either, you know, they've got shorter sleep cycles as well. So it's natural they're going to wake up more. Yeah. Like we wake up constantly. You know, it's just as when you're adults, you just, you're used to it. So you come out of sleep and then go back to it without even remembering. Yeah. So f- for babies though, they're, they're not aware enough yet. If they wake up suddenly like, what the, what's going on? Yeah. And they need something at that point. So it's, I think the best prep I'm doing in my mind is just trying to cement that idea that it's not the baby's fault. It's yeah. It's learning how to be a human being, which is to have sleep issues. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. if that's the norm, then accept that as the norm. I'm Tilly Steele. And I'm Helen Monks. And this is Bitchin'. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, why do you read the Wikipedia page? <laughs> it's good to practice. Yeah. A podcast where every week we talk about a different person. So how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great If question. you say he was my age, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking die. And we veer wildly off track. Pop that Prosec. <laughs> Available on all your podcast apps. <laughs> 
That's not right. Uh, Can you not say er in the advert? (laughs) Available on all your podcast platforms. Just search Bitchin' or Great Big Owl. We'll see you there. That was all right. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Again, I think with, with the kind of sleep conversation that we've been having as well, though, I do feel very, um, you know, um, that I have that awareness that we, you are not going back to a nine to five job yes. after two weeks. And we are, we have the, you know, we can, our, our life can be interrupted by that yeah. without it being detrimental to the to the to the kind of ongoing the jobs or yeah, whatever yeah, you've got to yeah, do yeah 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 definitely yeah but yeah no just and just other bits about sort of some of the myths about independence that thing of sleep training is about teaching them independence yeah and just it just talks you know just reading some of the books about that we've read a lot of them hint at it or talk about it but you know to the assumption that a six month old has the sort of consciousness yet to understand independence and things like that is really weird you know what I mean just to think that when you're letting it cry itself to sleep at night and leaving the room and it like it's literally there in the darkness on its own crying because it doesn't understand what's happening to assume that that's teaching it a good lesson I think is quite I don't know that doesn't sit right with me I'm much more of the mind that we'll cross that bridge when we come to it with independence when they're a bit more aware of themselves as separate to the world and their own little being which you know even that documentary we watched on the BBC where they talked about like normally an understanding of them as being separate to others and you know understanding that they are a separate like sort of person you know yeah getting identity and individuality that's like not till like 18 months or something so I just think I'm much more I think I'm willing to take the hit of tiredness and exhaustion in them early days to sort of not try and risk trying to teach a bit a baby independence when I'm not 100% sure you can do that yeah so yeah she won't be going to shops by herself I've got her a little mask and just <laughs> send her out to do the essential shopping for a little bit yeah no none of that um another couple of things that I've tried I've tried to do a couple of things over the past few weeks I don't, one of them is perennial massage, which I just, I just cannot figure out. I've tried it twice now. Basically, as far as I can see, what you're supposed to do is put some 
olive oil <laughs> on your thumbs, put them up your vagina, and put both. The ideal is to put both your thumbs in your vagina and push on your perineum, which is at the like the back bit towards your bum. I can't. I like with my stomach, and I can't get my hands anywhere. <laughs> But is that because you missed yeah, the window of opportunity? No, I'm supposed to do it from week 35, like upwards. Oh, right, okay. This is when you do it at the end to get it stretched. Right. So, you know, I just have to um, talk to it <laughs> instead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking to it and my silent inside voice and asking it not to tear and be stretchy. Do you need to, because we've, um, I don't know if we've mentioned <laughs> it on here, we've put up our garden a yearly garden uh, blow up hot tub. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, it's it's much cooler than it sounds. You bought it for me for Christmas a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, because Carl loves the spa I or love, sauna. I right? love them. So Hannah bought me a blow up um, sort of temporary jacuzzi, essentially. It's called Vegas. It's called Vegas. a Vegas spa. <laughs> lazy, no, it's a lazy, lazy spa, spa Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> we don't, we don't, that's not an advert for them. We're not getting anything for that. It's just we've had it for a few years and it goes up in the summer uses way too much electricity for you know because it's constantly once it's up it's up yeah and you know it's got a constant filter and heat system in it um but surely would regular visits to that not help with the softening of your perineum perineum i haven't seen any research um or studies (laughs) we should do our own like the baby study we did That'll be that'll be the next podcast. All the studies we've done, <laughs> all these peer-reviewed studies we did during your pregnancy. Yeah, um, no, I I had to do a bit of looking about being in spas as well because they say you shouldn't go in spas when you're pregnant. Oh really? Yeah, we have turned that temperature down. That's it's we put it like three degrees lower than we normally would have it. That's part of it. So um, from what 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 my study found <laughs> was that um, that's particularly about spas that are communal yes so there's chance of infection and things like that and they're regulated at a higher temperature say 40 degrees or something and that the jets the jets are not particularly good too noisy but but because swimming is so encouraged for pregnant women i was wondering at first if chlorine might be an option or you know be a problem but doesn't seem to be because like i said swimming's really um encouraged not that anyone can really go swimming yeah, at yeah, the yeah. moment um and that the so the temperature of the water we put to kind of like 32 and even lower just to make yeah, it the hottest we've had it is like 35 and even that is just it's below body temperature so yes. it's sort of swimming swim, it feels like a swimming pool i think 32 it? is like swimming pool temperature about 35 is like they said hydro pools yeah but then if you are having a water birth the water temperature is 37 degrees. Oh, is it? So that's just above body temperature. So they, yeah, so it's around body temperature is what yeah, they want. Yeah, so yeah. when the baby comes out, it's the same environment. Because ah, what's average body temperature, isn't it? Is it 37? Well, yeah. Ours, ours on the gun one was 36.6. 36.6, thank you. <laughs> when you sh- took, took an average reading over about 25 gunshots. <laughs> it's an average 36.6. Um, so, yeah. So once you... But yeah, yeah, then the birthing pool temperature is a bit hotter. Yes. But then we go, do we put it that hot? Because then she might think it's time to come out. I know. I don't know how I'd feel about our baby being born in a lazy spa, Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> a birthing pool, yeah, but not a Vegas yeah. sort of slightly ghetto garden spa. Yeah, although we did talk about it. It was very early on that we were like, we've got that spa. Yeah. We could have a baby we in there. We can call her Vegas. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Old little Vegas. We are still talking about names. That is the thing that's yeah. still conversational 
Well, I think we're still, you know, the, yeah. the main one we've had in yeah. mind is still floating around the top spot. Yeah. But I think we're, yeah. It's just whether she looks like that or not. Yeah. You got something else to read? Um, I know, I was going to say, yeah just, oh. another, yeah, just another thing I just, I just flick in where I've noted things in this book. One of the things that, again, it just, yeah, it was, a, it was an idea that I hadn't really thought about when people talk about trying, yeah, find that, how, how regular newborn babies feed. Yeah. And trying to get them into a feeding pattern really quickly. Just this whole, the idea it says in this book is, and this is the Free in a Bed by Deborah Jackson, uh, she says that the fetus in the womb is on, is on constant tap to nourishment via the placenta. A newborn baby weans itself very gradually from this uninterrupted flow. So that, that idea that they've got to get into a sleeping uh, and feeding pattern, that they've literally spent nine months growing constant, like in a dark, warm place with constant nourishment yeah so i think that but then they come out i think we as humans who've spent you know however many years just getting used to our own patterns we forget that that is such a big jump from a baby coming out of there to suddenly just being out here where we we expect them to do things around our schedule yeah i mean so i think again there's trying to keep that i'm trying to keep that in my mind for those nights of where there's no sleep and yeah. it's easy to sort of assume the baby is doing some conscious thing to keep you awake i think for me the um the the change in stomach size is something that i always think about so that when they're born it's the size of a cherry yeah after a week it goes to a walnut yes after a month it's the size of an egg um that like the amount of food that you get in <laughs> the size of a cherry it's nothing is nothing no, so you need to yeah need to feed re- again yeah totally um and I and as well thinking about my own eating habits and that that when I when I'm waking up at the night at the moment I usually have a drink of water. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I might have a sip. Sometimes I might gulp down like yeah. half a bottle of water just because depends how thirsty I am well, so that before was, I go back to the sleep. The water thing was the thing that really was a moment where I shifted to realizing you know babies aren't drinking water. Yeah. You know if they're breastfeeding that's all the that's all they get in. And I think about how often I just sip water throughout yeah. the day. So, you know, so when people say that baby feeds every 90 minutes and how regular that feels, it's less regular than I would be drinking yeah. some liquid or then eating. Or, you know, but yeah, throughout the day, obviously through the night it's different, but during the day I'm I'm grazing all the time. And um, that's another thing that I've kind of tried over the last week is the colostrum harvesting oh, <laughs> yucky. so <laughs> the idea that from like about 37 weeks you should be producing colostrum which is the dark yellow milk that contains lots of nourishment and that's that's what the baby has for the first few days before your larger milk supply yes. comes in and they start to drink that but the cost colostrum stays in there throughout the whole time and the idea that you can harvest colostrum <laughs> by like squeezing it out of your boobs and then you put them in a syringe and put them in the fridge so you can feed, so you've got some backup. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> you've tried it a few times and managed to gross yourself out. <laughs> I just don't, I don't think, I really don't think there's anything in there to squeeze out yet. <laughs> I can't, I can't picture. And that, that, yeah, that milk self-milking thing. Yeah. 
I'm not. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that yet. That's not viable in my oh, brain. It's okay. You don't <laughs> have to. Stage. Not everyone has to do it. No, but I wanted to try it. You know, but I sort of only just half tried it. Um, that was. <laughs> but give give it a go. I recommend it. <laughs> See if you can do it, because I can't. Um, what else? You keep looking through. Well, no, I'm just trying to think. No, this, I mean, it's all it's unrelated. I just, it was, I just think this is a really good book. I really, mm-hmm. yeah, I sort of, that was one, this one of the last ones I've read. Yeah. Um, but it's, oh, I, the last one was the textbook, was Oh, God, that goddamn <laughs> textbook. What was it called? Don't know. Oh, yeah. I've, anyway, uh, but yeah, that was strips annoying. Then I've read some other What book. every parent should know. Or yeah, what like every that. parent should know. And all the information there is good, but the way it's laid out, like a school textbook, just stressed me out. It took yeah. me back to being doing my GCSEs. So that wasn't fun. And I've gone off and read a few other non baby stuff. But then this year, Free in a Bed, the um, Discontented Baby, they've, I think they're really good. Yeah. And they're, they're good for this period of time. Yeah. That thing where, right, read loads about pregnancy and then the sort of further along you know child psychology but i'm enjoying now reading about right once it's a, when it's a brand new baby what's going on yeah you know, what's going on in its little head well i i read the two i've been reading the two books that viv groskop recommended to us um the first one is called making babies by an irish poet writer her name's anne enright maybe and yeah, i something. think it is anne, anne enright, enright. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's 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 really good but i'm loving operating instructions yeah, by you Anne keep Lamont. laughing when you're reading it. yeah it's so great it's it's a um it just covers the first year of her life with her son and she's funny and messy and honest and the bit you told me about her when the baby got stuck down the back of a futon was yeah. really funny but you know it sounds horrific when you say it in those terms but she described it as fine the baby was fine yeah but yeah those things i suppose it's good to read those hit mishaps yeah. as much as it is to read about the ideal of what you should be doing everyone i know who's got young children has done something at some point that sounds horrific yeah you know, there's uh, Alfie Brown, comedian. I remember in Edinburgh a few years ago, I remember yeah. seeing him the day he spilled a coffee on his baby son. Yeah. You know, it's like, and it sounds yeah. horrendous and it was a total accident and he was devastated by it. But like, you know, it's, the, the kid was fine. You know, the kid absolutely will never remember that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it is that thing of, I think, yeah, those sorts of tales are just as important to hear. Yeah, and she's uh, she just... She gets pregnant to a guy who then doesn't want anything to do with her and her son. And so that's, there's all this, there's all background and there's all just about her life that comes in and you get to know her and their relationship. It's, it's, it's really well written. I'm really loving reading it. And it's a good time, like you said, to be reading it. Because we also got um, Your Baby Week by Week, which is what Josie Long recommended yes. to us. Which is like a weekly, what's going to happen this yeah. this week or what developmentally and what kind of, societally might happen so i just started flicking through that last night and things you know that the midwife comes to visit you the day after yeah. community midwife i didn't really know that no we still <laughs> haven't uh, to be honest you've got obviously tomorrow you've got a midwife appointment i don't know yeah. if i'm allowed i don't know if i think don't i'm allowed so. yet to go with you but you know we still because of your sort of they're doing blood tests and checking your platelets and I, I don't know if that's the reason but we as yet don't know what the plan is for the baby coming out yeah yeah we don't, I don't we, so yeah that's the other big stuff that's happening right now because um i had 
some blood tests, routine blood tests and my platelets, which are part of the blood. I think it's platelets and hemoglobin, white blood cells and things like that. Um, The platelets are the part of your blood that are responsible for clotting. Yes. And they notice that my... My voice is so bad. My platelets are really dropping. um, Yes. And if they're... The normal range for platelets, guys, <laughs> is 150 to 450 per whatever. Um, so mine had dropped down to about 100. So then they checked me again and they'd gone to 76, yeah. I think. And then they checked them again and they'd gone to 57. So when they went down to 57, um, they put me on, well, they suggested I go on steroids, which felt weird. Yeah. Um, but... I agreed to do that. So I've been taking these steroids, which are not anabolic steroids. No, that was no. <laughs> that was what my person. I was like, are these the ones that they do at the gym? They're not. I don't really know what they do, but what they should do is increase the production of the platelets. Um, so I've been having to take them the past two weeks. Um, and with what a reason why it's an issue is because if you don't have many platelets, then you're likely to bleed more because your blood isn't going to clot. Yeah. So in birth, there's a likelihood of, I guess, a more hemorrhaging yes. or bleeding after birth. They might have to have platelets on hand to give you. Um, and if you are, I think it was like, if your platelets are below 70, then you can't have an epidural Yeah. because the risk of bleeding in your spine when they do the injection is higher. And if they're below 50, then you can't have an anesthetic. So the reason why I've kind of said yes and gone with the steroids is because if we were to be put in an emergency situation, yes. then we need those to be an option. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than, rather than, you know, I'm still definitely on the natural birth train and, and I'm not opting for an epidural or a cesarean. Yeah. Um, but if they have to happen, then want it to be available yeah um and it also means that when home birth was suddenly becoming an option again that looks like that's off the table yeah unless when you get the results tomorrow your platelets yeah. have suddenly gone up to 300 i don't reckon they're gonna offer a home birth yeah which again because with the with the chance of home birth i think they probably you know if if things did all get better and then seem to level out and everything's fine they probably would, um, uh, uh, you know, the, the whole idea of home birth being offered is so women can give birth where they want to give birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if that means that we're having kind of consultations and referrals for that later than you would usually, they should be open to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there's things like they just have to come over and check your house and check you out. Well, Viv uh, Groskop, <laughs> she sent me an email yesterday um, with a link to a news story about a woman who was all geared up to give birth in a hospital you know her plan that was her birth plan uh and then i think a week before the birth she got a, her partner got a letter saying he was he'd had some historical uh issue health issue that meant he had to go into isolation for or he'd met maybe he'd sort of met somebody 12 weeks. he was no. on the 12 weeks yeah. thing yeah he so he in got the vulnerable told, list yes yeah, so he got told he was going to have to um self isolate and that meant he couldn't come for the birth and uh, it meant last minute she totally changed her plan to a home birth and ended up having a very successful, easy home birth with only paracetamol for pain relief. 
Yeah, which is interesting. It said that it was only paracetamol, but the the mid the midwives do bring gas and air. Oh and yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. That wasn't just all that was available. It was just yeah. like, so it ended up. She did it at home, and it was she had a very, you know, nice and or in the context, yeah, of, you know, easy-ish pregnancy, yeah. birth. So yeah, so I mean, it's you know, it shows that it can all change last minute. Yeah, you know I mean, within a week of the due date or the actual birth itself, things can totally shift. Yeah, which means that. But I think the moment my thinking's had to shift to that we'll be in the hospital. Yes. And that's why we've got the hospital bag yeah, just about packed. Got all stuff there. We're still going to go and have another look through it. Yeah, I, I, went, s- I did a second sweep yesterday. And I swapped a t-shirt out the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put a t-shirt in for me. Yeah. I put some deodorant in and a little toothbrush and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of that, that shifting of going, okay, we're, we're probably going to be in hospital for this yeah and that's fine yes um and the same so i'm going back tomorrow to be checked and just see how i might have got results today but they haven't come through on my phone yet there's this great thing with the nhs i don't it's probably because i've been having so many tests that i get emails and then i get to look at my results and study all the graphs and they're just like different all the different things in my blood and then i can link through to what that means and yeah it's, it's not like it's not like being in Dr. Google land. It's just informing. I'm yeah, yeah, taking yeah. it as information. I know what's well, yeah, it's happening. It's actually just a proper reading of your blood. Yeah, yeah I know cool. all about my blood. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also had a scan last week, which was the 36-week yes. scan, which Carl wasn't allowed to come no. to. I went um, to Waitrose instead. Yeah, I got so tired. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was such a long walk. I just didn't, because we walked to the hospital. It yeah. was nice, because we didn't realise how near our hospital the is. The walk is like less than half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we made some jokes about you walking there when you go into labour. Crawling over wormwood scrubs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I made jokes about us walking back after you've given birth. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's so near. So we walked down, but then it, it was such a hot day. That after I left you at the hospital, I carried on my walk to Waitrose and Shepherd's Bush, and I forgot that that is just, I think, longer. And also, you have not done very much walking for the past three months. I've done walking. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been, I've been getting my rest in. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be the longest walk you've done since oh, quarantine. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the scan, um, guess what? Massive Janet is in the. 57% child. She's chilled out, isn't she? Yeah. She's settled down. From 99% to 57%. It's good. Yeah. It means we're not having an absolute giant anymore. She's um like the about three kilograms, which still seems, you know, lots of babies are born, which is like 6.9. That's the, yeah. Six pounds, nine ounces or whatever, which lots of babies are born around that size. Well, yeah. I swear, I mean, and I don't, yeah, I mean, we're not going to give names or anything, but a couple of people from my NCT group have this week given birth. Yeah, the babies uh, are coming. The babies, are, yeah, that's a moment of real, <laughs> oh like, my, oh my yeah. God, it's real. <laughs> but um, uh, one of them, the birth weight was 6.8. Eight, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Which is about the size she is now. But bitch, that's why she could come out now. Yeah. Or she could stay in there for for five more weeks well and end up like nine pounds like some babies like me (laughs) (laughs) um yeah with the just with the doctor though when i had to was doing this steroids chat i was referring in my head 
to, I think it's from Millie Hill, the positive birth book. And she wrote Give Birth Like a Feminist. I've watched it. I've watched, um, I watched a talk with her and I listened to the Deliciously Ella podcast again. Which is about her birth. She has she has one where she talks to Millie Hill. Oh, she Hill does. Yeah, that's one well. I listen to. It's yeah. great. Um, but this acronym that you should go into kind of doctor's appointments with, which I think is brain. So B. Wait, is it brain? <laughs> <laughs> no. What's um? Oh. <laughs> What's There's the idea? Like, What's the well, talk us through the like, ideas and we might be able to work it yeah. out? Yeah. <laughs> There's, there's a, um, so N is definitely the last one. That's like, what if I do nothing Yes. with this? I is the letter before that, which is what's my instinct okay. on this? Yeah. A is what are the alternatives? Yeah. R, what are the risks? B, what are the benefits? Okay, it yeah. is brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done, we went backwards and got there. Yeah. So when, when the doctors are telling you about what they want you to do, Yeah. Just having those ideas in your mind. What are the benefits? What are the risks? What are the alternatives? Yes. What's my instinct saying? And what happens if I do nothing? Yes. So you can then make your own choice from what they give you, what the information they give you yeah, 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 yeah. that covers that scope. Um, the hematologist, that's why I, was, I had to appoint with a hematologist and an obstetrician. And the... Uh, the obstetrician was much more open to answering my questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the haematologist was less so. Um, I was going to say, just know about blood. Yeah, but I wanted to know about blood. <laughs> 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 and I wanted her to tell me about blood. This this before I probably started looking at my charts as yeah, well. Yeah, that's so. true. Now you know as much as So tomorrow her. I'm going to be telling her about blood. <laughs> <laughs> but it was because I was in that appointment by myself as well that usually you would be there at those appointments with me. Yeah. And whether... You know, I, I speak for myself at those appointments, but often there'll be something you pick up on or have a question about or something else that comes yeah. into the conversation that I felt like, right, I'm just, it's it's me here and I've got to figure this out yeah, with them, yeah, yeah. which then we, you know, we talked about it afterwards still, like it was still then my choice to take the steroids or not do it or yes. do whatever I want with the information they gave me. Um, but I did feel very... I, f- I felt like I had I had to stand up and make sure that I could ask those questions yeah. that I might not have if I hadn't sort of read Definitely. books that I had and, I, yeah. and taken the, that acronym and, and those those ideas about your rights yeah in that setting I think it's ma- I genuinely you know as we're coming you know we've probably only got a couple of episodes of this left yeah I don't know if it was doing this or maybe it was the the fact that we're doing this probably comes from a, the idea that we wanted to learn more. Yeah. But I think just staying, like, yeah, the amount of input we've had from others, be it books, guests, podcasts, yeah. stuff, you know, NCT, I actually think the more, yeah, you can't you can't learn too much, can yeah. you? Do you know what I mean? And I think it's taught, yeah, it taught, teaches you just how much input you do have in the actual even the medical side of it you know yeah. the medical professionals only they, they're seeing however many people that day they've obviously got semi-rigid rules on sort of the standards what they want to happen things like inductions often can be you know we've heard stories of inductions often being because they don't want you to give birth over the weekend yeah. just because of staffing issues and stuff like that so 
you know, it's not always done for your benefit. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's done to your detriment. No. It just means there's different factors. And I think we wouldn't, I w- I've definitely learned so much from this that's similar. Like the questions that I've thought up when we've gone for chats with doctors and stuff has all come from the things we've learned along the way. Yeah. And that even, but that thing that even throughout throughout this whole process, that was still felt challenging to be in there and challenge that authority and question. Because you sort of, I think the risk as well, you sort of feel like you're being, uh, um, actually, I've watched a YouTube video. Yeah, exactly. That sort of person, isn't it? When actually you're not, you're just, you're just looking out for your baby yeah. and your own health. Yeah. And you're just asking a couple of questions, but... They're probably used to people going, well, I, I watch a, a YouTube do- documentary and I think vaccines are wrong, whatever. Like, They're yeah. probably getting so much more of that now that they're even more like defensive when they are asked questions. Yeah. But this idea as well that, you know, it's it's your birth. It's my birth. It's my baby. They, they're looking after a whole load of different people, so I've got to look after my own. Exactly. Um, and experience you, you, yeah. <laughs> for my body uh, come on <laughs> um so yeah there we are 37 weeks we are um we'll be back together with a guest next week yes um so that's cool yeah yeah we're gonna talk to felicity we might Ward. have a baby next week yeah <laughs> the plan is that we'll do we're doing this up to 40 weeks um if we I've, get there. I've got a suspicion we're not going to get to 40 weeks. I feel like she's going to be early as well, but, you know, that's just my instinct. That's the letter I from the brain acronym, guys. I've got a feeling. And what day is, what date is it now we're recording this? The 4th of June. 4th of June. I think she's within, due on the 19th. I think within the next two weeks, I think we're going to have a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a betting man in my youth. Yeah. That's my instinct. I think you might be. Anyway, yeah, next week we're talking to Felicity Ward, who I will be 38 weeks. We talked to her when she was 38 weeks, back when I was eight weeks. So I thought that was a nice little yes. bookend. And she's actually very kindly offered us some baby things. Yeah, we're getting some gear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thanks for listening. We are around on the socials at Cheggers Pod. Come say hi. You You might even get to see the baby or Carl with a doll. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Bye. Bye. GreatBigOwl.com Can't face those Twitter notifications? Forgot to watch anything but Netflix? Dreading the video conference small talk at nine? You need a news vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the smarts. Hey, we got the smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7am. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.